0: Hi everyone, this is Christiane Brock and I am grateful to be your host today and every day. Join me here on the Less Stressed Vet podcast. This is where I'll be sharing tools to create a more sustainable career, where we can excel as veterinary care workers without sacrificing our health, happiness, and well-being to rediscover your passion inside and outside of vet med. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, good morning everyone, or good afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. It's another week, and it's another episode coming at you. Regarding self care and sustainability within the veterinary field. And I wanted to circle back to my self care series regarding food is fuel and why that's so important and really the center of wellness um, for all of us as individuals. And if you did not know, I am Christiane Brock. I am a veterinarian. And yes, I am a person that subscribes to a plant based diet because that is what has worked for me. But I do realize that everybody else may be in different places along their journey. And, you know, plant based eating may not be your ultimate destination. But your destination may be somewhere along the lines of getting healthier. Um, health is wealth. And when you have it, it's great. When you don't have it, you just you don't realize how much your health really means to you. And when you don't have good health, how much it actually hinders your everyday life. I have a history of subscribing to all sorts of diets, okay? So this is not just coming from a person that believes plant-based diet is the only way to eat. This is just coming from a person that has tried many different um, things, many different diets to see what worked for for me um, and my journey has just kind of led me here. But I've done it all. You know, I've gone from high-protein diets to um, to keto. Um, I was vegetarian twice in my life prior. Um, I've And then I circled back to high-protein again and did weightlifting because I didn't believe that I could get um, adequate protein on a vegetarian diet. And um, that's actually not true. And then I've also done, you know, kind of like prescribed systems where there's shakes and bars and, and, um, you know, like prepared meals. I've, I've tinkered with all of these things, trying to figure out what was going to work for me. So, um, I have been eating plant-based for, let's see, for a long time, um, and have only obtained like good health within the last three years. Because I am here to tell you, like you can be plant based vegan keto you know whatever, and you can like royally eat in a way that's terrible for you um people think that you know if you're if you're vegetarian or vegan, you're gonna be automatically healthier, but um, I have proven um In my journey, that you can eat very unhealthy with these um, subscribed diets. So it's not about that. It's about figuring out ways and systems and building routines that center around more healthily eating. Um, Healthily eating, that's not even really a, a term, but eating in a way that's alignment with how you want to feel and in alignment with how you want to contribute to this world. And maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to hang back and chill and not worry about these things. And so, you know, you don't have to listen to this episode or any of this advice. But if you're like me, I was looking for a way to stop that cycle, that hamster wheel of feeling so tired when my alarm went off in the morning, and then having the afternoon crash and wondering how in the heck I was going to get through my afternoon appointments, and I I used so many Starbucks rewards. Let me tell you, I I was on that constant hamster wheel and in search of figuring out a way to feel more energy. And that was kind of like the Holy Grail for me. And I found a way it's sustainable. And this is what I teach when I coach people through, you know, through life coaching, um, and I'll be adding that dimension for they started to, adding that dimension of health in the form of generating energy and decreasing brain fog and ultimately creating more of a well-oiled system, decreasing friction in your system to to having a healthier and happier life within veterinary medicine. So I digress. If you are one of those people where you need a super rigid system and you're looking at those pre-planned systems where they're like, okay, have a shake for breakfast. And, you know, these bars can be your snacks and cook this exact recipe. I'm not against that. Um, a hundred percent. I think in our field, we are inundated with decisions and, you know, it's, it's like you have so much decision fatigue by the end of your day, like not having to make another decision or worrying about what to cook is a lifesaver um, to some degree. And let's say you have a health issue right now where you need to get weight off immediately, or you're having blood pressure issues, and this is going to affect your, your quality of life and your health um in the short term, and you have a doctor saying hey you have to lose this weight you know within a certain amount of weeks i think that's okay i think doing a pre-planned system where you can drop that weight um, to obtain the results that you need in a short period of time is okay but going into a program like that with the mindset that this is not the end all be all because a lot of those programs they center around making you dependent on their program. Um I've I've experienced this. I have definitely been able to achieve weight loss with programs like that only to put the weight back on. Because when you go back to the real world or when you have real life situations like going out for dinner or you know, going out with friends and you have to stray away from that rigid program, it's very difficult. Um, what I teach or what I've been coached on um, centers around developing skills where you can figure out how to eat in the real world, how do you pivot, how do you even do takeout at home, but make those meals more healthy. How do you make sound choices um, and figure out how to not limit yourself in that regard, like not operating from a mindset of deprivation, rather operating from a mindset of abundance and real life and making sustainable systems, okay? So... The hard part with people in veterinary medicine that have noticed is that we are type A people. um, And that's very much a generalization. Um, Or maybe you can say that we just want to excel at all the things we do. And if we can't do things close to perfect, then we would rather not do them at all. And that is a tricky um, landscape to navigate when you are trying to build systems and build one habit at a time, because you will fail. Um, You will fail very badly. You may cook meals that taste terrible and you're gonna stumble. So unless if you have some sort of accountability or unless you give yourself permission to fail badly at this, it's a learning process, Um, you're not going to succeed. And so what I coach around is making small changes that are attainable to pretty much set yourself up for positive psychology, not necessarily a positive mindset where you're like filtering all the bad stuff out because you have to take some of the failing forward, uh, along with your positive wins. Okay, this is real life. You can't get 110% on every test that you take. You're going to make changes. And you're going to build one habit at a time, maybe two, if you really want to excel. But over the long run, building good habits takes time. And the other thing that I coach around is that When you are focused more on adding things and not taking away or limiting what you can do, that's going to set yourself up for positive psychology as well. So if your mind is constantly going to, well, I can't have that, or I can't have that cookie where I don't get to have that donut. Oh, there's a catered lunch today for a lunch and learn. I don't get to have that. That's not serving anybody, um, let alone it's not tying you to your, your program or any of the new habits that you're trying to establish. So shifting your mindset, and this takes practice. By golly, it's not easy, but it's learning to reframe and learning that you are putting your health first and it's a priority so I get to try new things I get to see what's working for me and I'm excited about the path that I'm on I'm excited about discovering I'm discovering all the things that work for me and I get to have this new adventure those are some of the things that you have to try to reframe some of this thinking around I don't like diet culture. I think it's terrible. I think that um, health is much more than calories in, calories out. That sets yourself up for failure when you live your life by a math problem. Okay. I want you to focus on abundance, focus on getting good nutrients in, and getting good nutrient density in. So what does that mean? Okay, so if you are eating a prepackaged meal that has, like, let's let's say for an ex- for an example, some sort of like frozen Amy's meal, and it's got some broccoli in it, and it's got maybe some bell pepper in it, but it's maybe like a tablespoonful of each um, of each vegetable. Okay, well. That's not, I mean, it's got some nutrition in it, but it's not going to be a lot of nutrition. Neither is it going to make you feel full. And when you have meals like that and you are like microwaving them, they've been sitting, uh, f- uh, freezing them actually preserves some of their nutrient profile. But I'm going to argue that that low density of vegetables is not going to to help you in the long run. It, I mean, it may help you a little, but you can get so much more benefit by, like, adding your own, like, fresh veg. Even if you have to use, like, a prepackaged meal like that, make sure you have fresh veg on hand. It takes, like, 30 seconds to chop a bell pepper, um, and you can add that, you know, to your, to your food. Um, the other thing that I tell people is the more color and the more diverse some of the vegetables you're going to be adding to your diet those colors represent different vitamins different minerals um, that you'll be taking into your body and a lot of times when we get hungry we are actually nutrient deficient you may not actually you may be eating enough but your nutrient density in your food may be lacking so your body is like asking you like hey give me more nutrients and you're like I'm gonna have this bag of chips and think about how nutrient deficient that is in comparison to you know a salad or um you know even like a stew that is cooked but um that has a lot of vegetables in there you know can you add a handful of kale can you when you're craving something sweet, like can you have a cup of fresh berries? You know, these are all things to kind of think about. And the thing that I coach around as well is if you really want to get nitty gritty and nerdy about what you're eating and the nutrient density, I invite you go ahead and download. um, Some of you might be using MyFitnessPal, but I found Chronometer to be much more comprehensive as far as tracking a lot of the minerals and vitamins and I I even found when I started eating plant-based I'm like oh I'm a little deficient in this I need to be adding more greens to my diet Um, and so those those programs can help you Um, and I would invite you as well as to track your energy levels and digestion because if your digestion is off that's going to directly affect how much energy you have. And I think about like digestion as kind of a center of what we can really look at every day, as far as biofeedback and how uh, much energy you will have. If you're not having good digestion, you're going to feel tired, lethargic, um, and not light on your feet, not quick on your feet. It's going to slow down your brain processes and think about how that's going to affect your day in and day out decision-making. I mean, we have to make a thousand decisions a day, like maybe more. I mean, I'm not exactly sure how, how much we make, but more than the average person, I will say that for sure. And then another thing to think about, so kind of branching off on the idea of biofeedback. So, biofeedback really centers around like what is your body trying to tell you and like what like really starting to lean in to the cues that your body is giving you okay so when you feel hungry is that signal really hunger like true hunger where you actually need to eat or are you stressed is this like a hormonal um signal that you're stressed and you have peaking cortisol and you know your blood sugars all off you know are you actually having true hunger one uh, piece of advice that someone gave me uh, that might work for you is to actually think about an apple and does that actually sound good do you actually want to reach for that apple to eat it and if not then you're just craving and you might actually just be stressed. You may, if you're not reaching for the apple and being like, yeah, I need to eat this right now, um, you may not actually be having a true hunger signal. Sometimes it's actually dehydration. Your body is signaling like, please, please, please give me something to drink. And I know I've seen so many of my colleagues you know, out on the floor and they have a water bottle and it hasn't budged in the last like four hours, you need to make time to drink some water. Hydration is going to help your brain function. It's going to help your cortisol levels. If you can get a hold of those cortisol levels, it's going to actually help your your hunger cues. It's going to help your overall stress level and your energy level. Okay. And then also like look at what you ate earlier. Like, are you truly hungry or do you know that you had, you know, a cup of coffee and a muffin for breakfast and now your blood sugar is just crashing, right? Like, are you actually hungry or is your blood sugar just going down and your body is sending you signals that your blood sugar is crashing? So um, so those are some things to think about. And then lastly, you know, we hear up close to the 20-minute mark. Um, What are you craving? Start to look at what you crave every day and prepare for that, okay? So do you typically crave salt or sweet or all of the above? Can you plan for that? Can you, instead of grabbing the bag of chips, can you actually bring, like, air-fried potatoes? Like, potatoes are incredibly satiating. Can you add a little bit of pink, Uh, Himalayan salt to your air fried potatoes where you're not consuming all that oil but you're still getting that little hit of salt and then you're eating something that will satiate you okay and then the other thing that I do when I I don't crave sweet so much as salt um, but if there's something tempting that um, is in the break room then I will and I like really want to grab that something sweet then I'll grab a um, snack that I've brought that kind of mimics that so either that's a medjool date and I'll tell you I did not like dates as a kid I love them as an adult they taste like a candy bar to me I'll put a little bit of almond butter inside of where you know where the pit is and I'll snack on that and that'll give me that um that'll satisfy that craving The other thing that I'll sometimes do is I will, you know, I'll bring a cup of berries. It doesn't take long to prepare something like that. You literally dump berries from the container into a container to bring to work. And I bring about a cup and, you know, it takes me a little while to eat that. And usually that will um, satiate or stop some of that, that sweet craving. Um, And then... The other thing that I sometimes do is I, I am big fan of macro bars. They, yes, it's a processed food, but, um, the ingredient list is pretty close to natural as you can get. And I will stand by having one of those instead of, um, having something that's loaded with, with processed sugar, oil, butter, um, things like that. So those are some of my tricks. I just want to kind of close today with the idea that this is a very broad topic and it's hard to condense all this information into these little 20 minute podcast episodes. So I am obviously very willing to continue to discuss um, food as fuel and um, taking our health into our own hands um and you know we we're smart people we're we're very well versed in physiology pathology um you know we can take some of the knowledge that we have and adapt it to humans and you know, then we can read all of the studies out there as far as you know human health and you know research that and i was under that impression for a long time myself i'm like you know I should be able to figure this out. I can take my health into my own hands. What do I need a coach for? What do I need a, you know, um, a personal trainer for? What do I need help with? You know, like I can do it on my own. What I found is because we are so inundated with decision making and cases and we bring our home, bring home our work with us and we're just tired. You know, we only have so much bandwidth to work with. And so what I found is, you know, I don't know if I'll ever go without coaching. Honestly, it holds me accountable. The person that's coaching me has done this. You know, they've walked the path. They have figured out things that would take me months to figure out on my own. And they can distill it down in a way that's digestible and easy easy to adapt into my already busy schedule and to me that's so worth it i mean time is currency and time savings is so worth it so i feel like coaching um, has really been an investment for me so you know i encourage people like find find someone you know whether it's me or someone else Uh, If you have questions along the way, don't hesitate to email me. You know, I feel like we deserve to have good health and better to, you know, look at our habits and our schedules and try to build sustainable systems rather than to try to white knuckle it and force um, good health. That's, That's something that I definitely coach around and I live by. I've lived and breathed this um, kind of path. This is what I live and breathe and I stand by. so I hope you all have a good week. Let me know if you need anything, and I will talk to more of you later. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of the Last Stress Vet podcast please don't forget to subscribe and please share this episode with a friend who might benefit from it. If you have any feedback, questions, or topics you might want to know about, don't hesitate. Email me at lessstressvet at gmail.com. And always remember, be yourself, be better, and always be kind.